everybody, welcome to That Photography Podcast, I'm Bruce Moore. And I'm Ed Jones. Welcome to another episode of Just Us. Yes, Just Us chatting and we've changed venues, you're in my place today. Yeah, I've taken the trip up up northwest. Driving into the, uh, into un- the inclement rain. weather today. Solid rain. Yeah. It's not it was a- really sunny yesterday. It, it sort of, it has put a dampener on our plans to go Flying. fly my new toy. Yeah, so this is you're 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 moving into um, aerial. Well, kind of yeah, moving back to it in a kind of way. It's 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 a bit of a full circle because it was aerial that got me into photography. Yep, as a commercial as a commercial pilot. Firstly, traveling around the place, always had my camera with me, and then because I was so into photography, I used to spend a lot of time with a lot of other photographers who would hire me for aerial photography. Yep work um and that's sort of how i got into it now with the with the improvements in in the the uav technology um they've killed traditional aero photography people don't hire an aeroplane anymore not often or a helicopter. Still, not, some people still, still some, do but it, it, it is it is declining rapidly yeah. and i think it will continue to do so and there's more and more with the new rules here in australia has just opened up a whole new ball game for um, photographers and videographers wanting to get into it. Well, this is the re- one of the reasons why I've been dubious about getting into it. Like, well, one, it's yet another thing to learn and uh, and time and money, and they, and yeah. if you do it properly, it's expensive, like anything. Oh yeah, if you if you want to get the new Inspire two with the big camera on it, you. Yeah. Ten grand's gone pretty quickly, and instantly dating this podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but it's it's an expensive proposition, no matter what you're doing. Um, I suppose back in the day, people were met, you know, they're getting basic drones, and they were trying to strap cameras to them, and yeah, going strap and a GoPro yeah. to it. And well, there was even people strapping reds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I stuff just like saw that. some footage of one of those uh, big drone with a red attached to it crashing. Fifty grand. Yeah. Without lens yeah yep that's insane yeah um but yeah now now every manning's dog can pick one up and they're fairly sophisticated oh yeah um it's i hadn't i'd sort of watched it and thought and and watched much from my old perspective and sort of lamenting for my friends whose livelihoods were disappearing yeah as their um as their photography aerial photography work was vanishing but with the in September, Civil Aviation Safety Authority here in Australia changed the the rules to say that if you're operating something less than two kilograms yep. in total weight, you can do so commercially without a license or an operator's certificate. Yeah, because they sort of missed the boat dramatically. Oh, no one could anti- they couldn't anticipate how quickly it was going to take off. Take off, haha, <laughs> puns. Yeah, um, but that I saw I saw so many people, and you still see it using them for photography and video over areas which I knew off the back of my head straight away were totally illegal. And it's, yeah, that's, and that's a bit of an, that's an issue still. Um, I was just talking to a, a fully certified and approved drone operator a couple of days ago about some vision I'd seen um, yeah. used by wedding photographer where it's obvious, knowing the drone, that the drone started off about two foot directly above the bridal party's heads, wow. climbing up. And 
A, you're not allowed to operate them directly over people, and B, A, you're not allowed to operate them without an error, without the operator's license issued by CASA and the license to fly the thing. You're not allowed to operate them within 30 metres. Yeah, and that's a, a legal law right there. Yeah. And that's 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 always going to be a problem for a lot of people, I think, particularly filmmakers and that who yeah. who want to do those dynamic shots of getting in close and then pulling back and stuff. So I don't know. I think you're going to always see people breaking that. Yeah, it's – I mean, it's – I think the industry is probably going to be fairly self – is going to end up fairly self-regulating. I saw this with, yeah. with the um, – the ultralight community that sort of came in and was one of the first major impactors on light aircraft was where they came in. They had very, very strict rules. Yep. And you had cowboys building their own little props and basically stuff. Basically kites yep. built in their backyard out of, out of an old tent yep. with a lawnmower motor practically. And they were doing a lot of legal stuff. And yep. the industry as a whole saw the benefit that if they wanted to get the rules relaxed, they had to self-police yep. and deal with the rogue operators. And I think that I'm, from what I'm seeing, just stepping into the drone community, I'm seeing a lot of that already, that yep. there are the legitimate operators that are just going, no, that's not good enough and you shouldn't be doing that. And in some cases where it's extreme, they're not hesitating to contact CASA and show them. And it's easy because the evidence is there. Yeah, it's like, they're putting on video yeah, footage. Look on YouTube at this work and you'll see this drone flying over a crowded broad beach in on the Gold They're Coast. They're flying it to Bunnings to get a sausage. Yeah. So I think... That was bloody stupid, by the yeah. way. Yeah. But when you can duck down a Harvey Norman and buy the thing without any knowledge about what the rules are, yeah, well, that's you become... What, people just think it's a toy. Yeah. Well, well, that's how they're selling them a lot of the time, is toys. Because like, we've always had, like, you know, to the point where you can get petrol-driven, like, small aircraft models yeah. and stuff like that. and helicopters so this is to a lot of people the next level i've seen trade shows and that where you could buy mini drones and yep. stuff like that. you know people selling millennium falcon drones these yep. days and that and like they are toys to a lot of people but as soon as you step to that next level where you want to start doing things like video steals m creating stories creating imagery and and the biggest and correct me if i'm wrong i think the biggest uptake of this is real estate photographers yeah. um you you instantly end up with a right of responsibility or a duty of care and that's yeah. where people are totally missing the point yeah and i again i see real estate photos taken that are obviously taken from within inside the town over the road and you're not allowed to fly drones over roads either yeah so there's a whole lot of rules that we're seeing regularly broken i but i do think the industry will the people that are licensed that have spent the time and the money to get the approvals and that are doing it the right way will not tolerate as a whole. It's they it's at this point I think they won't they're tending not to hesitate to dob in the the the, the, right, peop, the, the people are doing really yeah, wrong stuff. Doing the really wrong stuff and I suppose it's a catch twenty two because there are times where you want to do the shot or the, whatever it is. And it could be that real estate shot where the only place that's gonna give you that access that vantage point is across the road yeah does when you're a licensed operator and i know you're only just going through it now but you've yep. got knowledge of this air space yep. as well anyway like from your other experience does that give you the ability to be more flexible about working in spaces where you normally wouldn't be allowed um because you're a trained pilot no not 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 off the bat not 
not right. an open slather on it. So, for example, even a tr- even a licensed operator couldn't take the drone up across the road from here to take a photo of my place to help sell my house. Right. Um, just because it's inside the town, because um, you you you're either going to have to fly it over the road to get the shot. Yep. Or, but if I stood it. in next door's backyard with their permission and flew it straight up, that's about the only way you can do it. Right. Okay. Um, and then you've got other things like here's an extra extra case because we're within 500 metres of the airport terminal. <laughs> so you're not allowed airport movement area because yep. there's, there's a... Commercial airline. 200, yeah. yep. 200 metres that direction. There's a... Um, and I'm pointing off to my left for everyone listening. <laughs> there's the main tarmac of the Wynyard Airport. And so... That's, and that's an unmonitored airport too, yeah, isn't it? So, but you're still... Yeah, within, you're not allowed to operate them within 500 metres of a movement area. You can, if you're a licensed operator apply to CASA for exemptions and you can contact the airport operator and get the schedules and get their approval and yeah. all these things. But you that's a exercise in bureaucracy and in and finances because you've got to pay for the applications to be processed and things like that. So oh, wow. it becomes a case of it's got to be viable. So yeah, it's So basically get yourself a fifty foot pole sticker camera on it. Yeah. It's <laughs> at the moment there's a lot of stuff that drones can do. They're not allowed to do. Yeah, I think given time and enough industry compliance, CASA will start to be uh, give them more authority to regulate themselves and to yeah, I can and open s- things up. Because it also comes down to insurance and other things as well. Because yeah. if something does go wrong and you're doing things illegal, you're screwed. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I, I do feel, and this is me thinking outside the box, having nothing to do with it, there will need to be some sort of a, availability to be able to do what we're just talking about, like be able to just go next door and fly up and do basic stuff within reason. Yeah. Um, But I get it at the moment. They're just trying to get a line in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They've got to get a, a, somewhere to start from. I mean, it's, it's like the other one I was talking to you about the the proximity to people. You've got drones like the Inspire that are designed for professional filmmaking pro purposes that's what that's what the machine's designed for and all the marketing stuff you see for that has this drone flying along following an actor or following a car five meters away from them yeah and you see uh, even drones which have been marketed as like once you set and forget they just follow you yeah you want that selfie like my little one it'll my phantom will follow you it will track it will orbit you yeah but you're not allowed unless you're the operator only the Person, people responsible for the operation are allowed to be within, if you've got the approval, 15, ah, right. 30 metres, but only up to 15 metres. So you're still, the closest you can get, even with the operator's licence, is 15 metres. So if to take for, off, I have to put it on the ground and walk 15 metres back. I oh know. Sorry. For you, for the operator, you're allowed within it. But, oh, okay. So if you're operating an Inspire and you're the pilot and you've got a video guy there driving the camera, yep. you guys can be within 15 metres of it, but the actor... Or the can't. talent can't, so which is a big problem. Yeah, you, well, you're not going to you're not going to be able to get a tight to to wide shot. Not without using telephotos. And no, then you start getting vibration issues and all sorts of things. Yeah, so whereas these these things are designed, you see them used. They've they've sort of got to open it up. So on a closed set where everyone's signed on the dotted line, yeah, that, yeah, th- that thing can be operated there. But even under those circumstances here in Australia, they can't. Mm. 
It'll happen. It'll happen. It's it's just yeah. Th- this is a new. It's new, early days new, for new it. space. Yeah, and it's it's Casa. Uh, despite the fact that in these situations, these things are typically only operating like maybe twenty meters off the ground at the most. Yeah, and you could have a crane that would. In, in a big film set, you've got equipment that will swing that far. And go yeah, that far anyway. You should see the security and requirements for running that stuff is insane. Yeah, and the same thing should apply yeah. with these because if one of these, if a, a an inspired a couple of kilos comes tumbling out of the air into someone's head at, and yeah. they'll, and they'll do 80, 90 kilometers an hour. Yeah, you're going to have a mess. Um, but they're being overly cautious at the moment, and and I think it'll it'll loosen up as long as the as long as people don't push too far back against the rules at the moment. Well, and as long as nobody does anything really stupid and actually causes massive incidents. Yeah. So don't fly your drone to Bunnings to yes. get a sausage. Yeah, don't do stupid things for your own for your YouTube channel. Yeah, for your YouTube channel. That's that's what it comes down to. So your idea at the moment is one, it's a bit of fun to learn, but you're yeah. you're thinking I'll get. I'm. I'm building towards getting the operator's certificate, which is the remote operator certificate, and getting my license. I'm kind of lucky as a commercial pilot with my qualifications. I've just got to do five hours logged on on a type, and then do a flight test, and I've got my license. If you don't have that experience, you've got to go to an approved course, oh, and okay. do do a few days training, do some theory. Typically, it's like getting it's um, about two and a half grand like, for the ticket. Kind of like your motorcycle license. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas me, I just, because they obviously know I understand how aeroplanes fly because I used to teach. Do you? Yes, I think so. I think I remember. <laughs> um, I get I get this little exemption, so it just makes it a little bit easier for me. Um, yep. And then I'll, I'm not really setting out to market myself as an aerial photographer, but I just want to have the skill the, set, there. the string in my bow yep. if I need it. And the other thing is, Technically, with like the the Phantom over there, because it's below two kilos, I don't need the operator's license or approval. Yep. But it will cost me more in insurance and be harder to get insurance as a photographer using a drone without a license than as a photographer that's with a, point. a license and the operator so, certificate. That's a really good point. And there are also venues. For example, if I'm going to use it at a, at a wedding, if some venues I go to won't let you near the place unless you've got the operator's license. Yeah, and that's that's the same with public liability and things so, like that. So yeah. they're basically saying, yeah, yeah, sure, CASA say it's legal, but we're still not letting you on this on our property. Yep. Um, so if if you've got a client that wants these aerial footage or aerial photos and you can't go on there because you don't have the license, then you got a problem. So Yeah, I've always had this thing where you if you can use licensed professionals. Yep. Because yep. you know, they've done the hard yards and and technically they should be insured up the yin yang because they're yep. licensed professionals. But yep. always check anyway. Don't don't just assume. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's where it's going. Um we'll see. Like I said, not gonna there are a lot of other people in the space doing Day to day, that's what their bread and butter is, is aerial stuff. And I don't yeah. really want to get into that space, but um, it's not what I'm passionate about. But if I keep seeing, like, I've me, I've like, I've got no, I don't want to do this. And I've said that a heap of times, but I see bits and thing, bits and pieces every now and again. I go, man, that would be fun to use or do. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you see, like, I see at weddings, I go, now, if I had an aerial perspective of this, and because as a pilot with, 20 years flying, I look at things as an aerial perspective all the time. Yeah. And I think, man, if I could get this shot from up there, like 
on this angle, yeah, that would be epic. that would be epic. Yeah, and I'm sure you you when you're filming when you're doing some filming stuff, you're yeah. thinking, man, if I could just like a panning shot or a fly past shot of this or something would be yeah would, would be fantastic to set the scene. I just yeah, this little things like I've just seen well music videos and that, but also. Sometimes one of the trends which I've dabbled in a little bit is to do like short video vignettes when you're doing fashion shoots and stuff yep. like that. And that's heaps of fun, but it needs a bit of planning. And I've done a few, but some some of them I've seen have used basic aerials with it as well. And they're just like, damn, I want to just be able to do that. What did I see? I saw a promo for someone, a photographer's shoot in Iceland the other day. And Currently the the go to the go to place. place yeah so they had the model standing in the stunning dress on top of a chunk of ice, ice yeah. washed up on the beach there on the black with yeah black sand. with water and I think it was for I'm not sure if it was for Pro Photo or Broncolor or one of those I think Pro Photo been doing a lot of stuff recently and there, there was a there was a phantom DJI phantom yeah. hovering like 20 meters off obviously doing some behind yeah. the scenes video filming for them of it as well yeah right so there you go that's your Oh dear. Oh man, I just playing with it was just fun. So and that was only a simulator. Like I know, I didn't even get it because it's too windy to actually take it outside. So don't I'll, tempt me with new toys. I'll bring it to Launceston next yes. week. Yeah, and can, well, well, the only place well, you can use it, it's so restrictive, is basically parks, isn't it? As long as there's nobody yeah, we, around. Yeah, we, we duck up the Tamo there somewhere and find somewhere. Might have to make a phone call to a few yep. friends. Yep. You lined up. Cool. Awesome. Well, that was a really short and sweet about drones. We'll talk more next week. Yeah. And um, I I suppose I might set up an email address. I was going to say this, just like um, that photography. What what should we do? What's a quick and easy email address we can set up, like a Gmail or something to start with? Well, why don't we just abbreviate it? TP. Oh, God. God, TPP. There's probably something like that already. At gmail.com. Look at the show notes. I'll set up an email address because I think we should. We've done over twenty episodes yeah. now. And I think we should take some. Yeah, we'll feedback. stick it on Facebook as well. Yeah, for those on Facebook. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks for that. Thank you very much. See you next time. Yeah. Check.